glad to see all of you. Thank you so much for coming. And I know that God prepared a special time for us. Amen? I know that uh, the real Christians are always open for, for, God's, for God to speak. Amen? To us. Always. And this is how you can, uh, you, can you know, uh, find out who is a real Christian. That real Christian is open, uh, always yeah, hungry and in a, in, a, in a mode that I don't have enough. Never enough. And yesterday you could have a good prayer and you could feel God and you could be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and it's like, yeah, this is, this is it. But tomorrow we wake up uh, hungry and we, we want more. That's why we, we're singing songs like, Jesus, we want more, we want more, we want more. Because uh, God has no limits. Amen? And uh, that's why we're here. Amen? That's why even somebody, me or somebody else, trying to chase you away from here, you, you keep coming back because you know that there is... There is uh, there is no me or, or leaders. There is God. God is here. Amen? Otherwise, I don't understand you. If, if, if that's not the reason, I just, to be honest, I don't understand you. You're a weirdo. Super weirdo. Okay? But there is a God. And there is God's plan for us. Try to, try to uh, focus and try to find yourself in, 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 uh, in, in this body of Christ. Amen? Because I know for sure God prepared a special, a special assignment for us. Amen? And if you had a chance to go around the churches and you didn't find yourself there, you didn't find like a clique with, with other youth, with other bodies of Christ, but you come here and you feel like this is your family. This is your family. And if you already decided that this is your family, then try to involve yourself in, in, in this family. Try to find out. Try to, uh, to uh, you know, to, to uh, catch all these bad bugs that go in through, through your mind and just throw them away. Amen? This is the process. Otherwise, you will be a religious person. You will become a religious, a religious person who is going to come because of, well, inertia. Inertia. We, we, we learn a little bit about inertia during the, during the summertime, right? Inertia. You come here. Why? Well, I feel comfortable here. No, it's not why we come here. We come here not to to feel comfortable, but to feel un uncomfortable sometimes. Amen. Because life is going is going on, and there is a different assignment. And every assignment, you know what? Me, I I almost never feel comfort here. Because every time you start feeling comfort, but you still keep praying that, that, uh, that uh, prayer, that God, show me a way. God, change me. Here I am. Send me. Then next assignment comes to you. And this is, and each assignment, each new assignment, basically, um, uh, like, applying the pressure on you. Pressure that you never experienced before. Right? That's how people grow. That's how Christians grow. When you feel the pressure, it's like, oh, in that church or in that youth or in that group of people, they never, they never apply pressure on me. Well, choose. I like pressure. 
Because through pressure, you, you're growing up. Because through pressure, the, through new assignment, that you never spoke to these people, uh, to this person. You, uh, uh, you never, you never uh, shared uh, the gospel with, with, uh, you know, uh, with your coworker. And you feel like God is saying, okay, now it's your time. Now it's time to, 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 to share the gospel. Now it's time for you. Now you, you, have, a, you have an assignment. And it's like, it's, it's pressure because you, you never had, uh, uh, you know, like a feeling or, or um, um, like, uh, yeah, basically, confirm, uh, con- not the confirmation, um, not the conf- confrontation. You never had, like, like uh, not the desire, you never had that uh, command, uh, 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 mm? Yeah, divine uh, uh, word from God uh, that was uh, said personally to you. Now it's time. Before that, you know, everybody, I mean, everybody, everybody um, uh, sharing the gospel, everybody, you know, had to do it. But you never had like, like, it's my day. This is my time. And when you feel it, when you know that God is speaking to you, it's applying pressure. Because if you don't listen to God, He will never gonna, uh, uh, you know, trust you with 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 uh, with other assignments. You choose. And and then I see people that are thirty, forty years old, forty five, fifty years old, coming to church, and there is nothing been done during the life, nothing serious. And that scares me. I want, I want to come to Christ with something in my hands. With, with people that I said, you know, Jesus, do you remember you told me to come and, and, and tell him? I did it. Here, here is the person. And now he leads like uh, uh, tens of, or hundreds of people. And that hundreds of people leading, this is a big harvest. This is a huge harvest. Amen? That we all need to focus so, welcome to I succeed youth. Whom shall I send? Here I am. Send me, Lord. Amen. That's for all of you. If you feel like you're home, that's for you. Keep praying that prayer. Okay? We are back. And New York. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> Alive. Nobody, nobody is lost. In, uh, in translation um, everybody is alive so New Yorkers are back right who went to New York can you, can you raise your hands who came back from New York how was it okay how was it amazing amazing we've heard that, I mean Denise was, was getting uh, uh, messages from, from Katie and it looks like yeah you you were blessed as as um, as we were blessed. Thank you so much. And and I've heard that you went to uh, uh, Times Square Church. Wow, that's amazing. We want to go there too. Was it good? Oh yes. <laughs> Looks like Alina is still there. <laughs> awesome. And and we've heard that that, that both uh, youth uh, uh, churches were good. Is, was it right? Yes, amen, amen. Thank you, Vasya. Thank you, uh, uh, Ruvimushka. 
Thank you for uh, uh, yeah for bringing the word and and sharing the word good word. Uh, uh, thank you so much. And uh, you know what? Since we we're gonna have a harvest prayer right after after you know the, uh, the youth, so we're not gonna make any uh, breaks, tea breaks. We're gonna just roll in, into into uh, a harvest prayer right after. Uh, so we would like to do uh, announcements right now, right before. Okay. So uh, Asa, uh, are you gonna? Announce, do announcements, some, and then Tanya. Okay, awesome. So um, I just have an announcement for anyone who wants to be or is interested in the Yogi Bear ministry. Um, and if you guys maybe heard about it but are not sure, it's an outreach that we do in Everett. Um, we're going to start on the 31st. And so um, anyone who is interested in being a part of the Kids Outreach um, Yogi Bear Program, and um, it's on Tuesdays, by the way, so um, if you can, hmm? visitation, Alvino is always looking for volunteers for visitations on Mondays. Anyway, so if you can make it on Tuesday, it's, um, you have to be there 2.45, so if you can make it, then cut, and you want to be a, you would like to be a part of this Kids Outreach Ministry, you can come this Sunday right after church, we're going to have a meeting. And you don't have to be, like, involved right now. You can come if you're interested and you legitimately can make it <laughs> at the time on Tuesdays. So um, it's going to be after church. Katie said food will be provided. So um, you're welcome to come. And then um, on you guys on April 4th, right, Is we're going to do the blessing, right? So um, April 4th, I know we won't have youth the next um, two Fridays, so I won't announce it ahead of time. April 4th, we're going to get together at 12 p.m. over there in Everett. And then we're going to hand out flyers over, like, the whole neighborhood. And it will be awesome to have as many people there as can. So we can, like, Katie has this vision of, like, covering, like, the whole biggest um, neighborhood that we can possibly reach. So obviously we need feet and hands, you know, to go. So um, please come and text Katie if you have any questions. That's going to be a Saturday before Easter. So thanks. Okay, G4T conference is next week. Woohoo! Who's going? Can we see who's going? More hands <laughs> in the back. Anyone? Um, so I just wanted to ask whoever's going who needs housing to come up to me. Even if you came up to me before, can you please do it again today? And by the end of today, I need to know how many guys and girls are going and in what cars you're going. So, because we're going to be. Um, distributing people by cars so come up to me and then come up to you now if you need rights okay uh, да. sure. Sure. Uh, пока приготовьтесь мы сейчас сделаем пожертвование одновременно сейчас сначала хотел напомнить что завтра будет у нас guys for strength не знаю girls for purity объявляли пропустил тоже girls for purity будет завтра вот и ну насчет мужчин у меня такое как бы мысли пришли что в Израиле было такое время когда весь все мужское население собиралось вместе и для мужчин я верю что 
Должно быть время, когда мужчины собираются вместе. Его ничем не заменить. Не заменить. Вот когда эти парни собираются вместе, что-то происходит. Что? Пава. Так что, да, завтра в 10 часов, вот, приходите, в чё, что не жалко порвать. Я шучу. Я думаю, girls are happy that they're girls, and guys are happy that they're guys, right? So, guys, uh, girls for purity is going to be to tomorrow as well, and um, uh, uh, kids church, yeah, I don't, what time? I don't 2.30 is, is a kids' church also. So, um, yeah, we can start uh, uh, collecting offer, offerings um, right now. And uh, it's amazing time, right? It's a very amazing time. And today we will share a little bit about, uh, about what uh, uh, we've seen uh, in Egypt and, and some uh girls are gonna share what what uh what was your experience in new york <clears throat> i know it's, it, it might take a long time but we can you know squeeze uh we can take like uh, two minutes each you know to uh you know to get into that uh time frame that we have okay because Looks like it's uh, the ball is rolling and snowball like it's speeding up and 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 be- become uh, bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So tomorrow is a guys for strength, girls for purity, kids church, and then G four T today is a harvest prayer. Uh, yeah, next week is G four T, so nobody is gonna be here, and then next. Uh, week is going to be ne- next week uh, after that is going to be uh, a prayer uh, a marathon right so, so it's like week of prayer at the church and then next week we uh, we're going to mexico again praise god so people are waiting for us and sending us a mail that they, they're preparing a youth conference there and most likely two more churches are gonna uh gonna join uh that conference so it's gonna be already four churches so God is doing something in, in our lives. And, and I know it's, it's, like I said, pressure is growing. But at the same time, um, God is doing marvelous and great things. So I just want to encourage everybody, you know, join. I mean, pray and, 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 and ask God, God, where do you want me to be? Where is my field that I can, that you trusted me with? What, what, where is my field that I can work and I can uh, I can use whatever you 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 gave me, whatever gifts and and and, and abilities you give me, you gave me. I want to use. I want to be used by you, and for you, and for your glory. Amen. Okay. So, uh, who's gonna be first? Niyokas. Niyokas. Okay, Alina. You. Alina, I don't know why. I don't know. Do you remember I said something about pressure? It's time. <laughs> okay, you have, don't worry, you have only two minutes. I don't think I need two minutes. Okay, New York was awesome. Um, we learned a lot. There was a lot of training involved in um, 
For those of you who are involved in Yogi Bear and didn't get to go, get ready for Sunday. <laughs> You're going to get like a really quick crash course on everything that we learned, and it's going to be a lot. Take notes. Um, I think this time what was really different is that we got to talk to the people there, and we got to experience a, a real strong like unity and connection with them. And like, I don't know, they really feel like family now. And what I really... Um, admire in them is the standard that they hold all their people to, their staff and their interns. Like, they're, they're not just there to just be there to fill in shoes to serve the kids, but the people there really do love God, and that's the reason that they're there to bring, you know, to bring God to those kids. And so, like, for me, it gave me, like, a, another bar to aim for in a way to serve our kids. What can I add? You, like, said everything. No, it was. <laughs> it was very cold. That's one of the observations. <laughs> it was cold, amazing. Anyway, they taught us some um, self-defense, which was really nice. It was new, so we know how to fight a little bit. I mean, not not a lot, but just a tiny bit. Um, what I really like the most, the biggest highlight, is the fact that they broke everything down step by step. So now, next time when we're preparing, we know how to improve, how to deliver our lesson in much better way so that's like the biggest thing what 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 about self-defense <laughs> i'm just kidding oh sure yeah anyway so i guess whoever's going to be at the meeting will know more better about where we're going to be changing it a tiny bit you know um but yeah that's about it i guess Stas. you know what you're not gonna hide Come, 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 Stas, come. Just, just one, um, one, um, prosba. One request: don't break the mic. How, how do you use this thing? I'm using right. Is this better? Touch? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I came there thinking I was gonna go away from college in school but there's like you sit down and you write notes and I was like oh man <laughs> but it was great I really liked it it was new for me I've never been to New York I've never been to Yogi Bear there so it was like a new thing it was great I love the people there amazing <laughs> it wasn't really cold at all it was like warm like seriously it was warm but yeah that's it so are you in uh are you in the Yogi Bear ministry? Okay, good. Just, just want you to speak it, yeah, in public. Good. Okay, who else? Asia. Yes, Tas. If he's saying he wasn't cold, he wore shorts, and all the guys thought he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he was pretty intense with that. Well, um, just something that when we were there, like Alina and um, Albina said, we really felt that um, that connection with the heart of the people who are there to serve and um, just to to hear from their words, like that they want to honor God, like they pray about the lessons that they do. And when they go out um, into the streets, like what really touched my heart is they said, when you're out there um, on the street or, you know, we do this inside, when you're out there in front of the kids, you're like a street preacher. You're preaching God's word. And it's, um, 
it's not something we take lightly. And that was something um, really good to hear and to aspire to and to really realize that that's what you're taking part of in this ministry. And um, what was really cool is that we were part of a training with the intern team that comes for the whole semester. So we were there people from like all over the world, like Brazil and Argentina and Mexico, um, Canada, uh, Singapore, uh, Germany, lots of Germany, Switzerland, uh, sort of Romania, yeah. So people from <laughs> all over the world and um, you know, you guys, it's it's amazing to be in that atmosphere because you get to meet people who are um, like your age. A lot of people, like just out of high school, there and they want to serve God, and they come there because um, they heard about a place where they would be challenged to serve God. And you hear testimonies of some of those people, like one girl, she started her own ministry to sex trafficking victims at 19. And um, other people who are just following after God's heart or people who are leaving their career to come and serve kids in and live in a place that is so different from where they might come from. And for me, it was just amazing to be in that atmosphere among people who are ready to answer God's call and to give up things in their life. And uh, for a lot of the interns, it wasn't a comfortable place to be. They they might have never spoken um, on the street before. They, You know, some of us, we felt like it was a little bit easier for us because we've actually done this before. And they were like, you know, they weren't, they hadn't a lot of them, but they were um, taking that step to be there. And um, for me, I think... Um, I just can see that God has that same call for us here. And um, maybe like Dima said, you, you you know, pray about what is that place for you to be because God will definitely stretch us. And um, when you have that heart to see people raised up to follow God, like he will do amazing things. And that's a part of what we were witnessing there um, being a part of Yogi Bear New York. They had a heart to see, everybody who's there, they have a heart to see um, young people and kids follow after God, and they're seeing that result because, you know, they're putting that into it, and um, I'm, I'm excited for what we will see here. So did you go blitzing? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Was it two years ago? or Two years. It was like yesterday. So, oh, tomorrow is bleating. What is bleating? Mm. We will see. No. What is, what is bleating? Oh, bleating. Mm. What is bleating? You will see. <laughs> and, you know, after bleating, you know, it's easier to talk to people on the streets, right? After bleating, right? So, you didn't have that this time. So, Stas... You will have to go there one more time because you miss blitzing. And I was, I was thinking, what is kind of Romania? What, what, what country is that kind of Romania? And the only one country uh, came into my uh, to my mind is uh, Moldova, right? It's kind of Romania. They speak the same language, but it's not Romania, right? Almost. Okay, so all New Yorkers are done, right? Right. All right, Egyptian Roman, come, please. Say something in, uh, in Arabic. No, just a couple of words. No, come here. 
and share what what yeah, what uh, is in your heart about the trip to Egypt. Um, I had when I had the uh, first when we had gone to Egypt, like the first couple of days, I was first kind of overwhelmed uh, with the completely different surroundings, and like I couldn't. I was barely even understanding the, like some of the people there, but what? But a, but a few days passed by, and like, I was already starting to have, like, conversations. And when we went to the garbage city, like, I was already like with some of the local Christians there. I really uh, started. It really started to to get more of a connection there with with some of our brethren there. And I definitely felt I had not really known much like prior to our uh, conversations that we had with our brother Edhem and it just really felt that we opened up a a, do- a door of communication between the churches. Like and that uh, hopefully that God would start using us through His work, start using us and them to to make more unity between the churches. He was uh, interpreting. He was the you know the middleman. In communications, yeah, we have some videos where he is like, <laughs> so Roman, you cut on videos, so we we'll put it on the, on the, uh, YouTube. So, okay, who is next? Yamachka, please, you have a special. Amen. Uh, this trip was very uh, interesting. It had a very interesting start for me. I uh, First, I decided that it would be a good idea to tell my dad one day before we leave that I'm going to Egypt. That was a uh, good decision on my part. Um, that was good. Then, um, let's see. When we, we land in Egypt, we're in the airport. Uh, all the five guys go ahead, and as usual, I'm held back. Because that's what happens with me. But this was a this was a very unique holding of Noah back. It's uh, they decided to put me in a little jail cell with uh, criminals. Um, this was <laughs> a very unique start to this trip. <laughs> you know, and you're sitting in the oh man, I remember I walked. In, I'm on two minutes. That's right. I remember I walk into this room. First thing I'm thinking is don't make any eye contact with them. They might kill you. That's, I'm not sure. It's scary if you never walk into a jail cell. I've never walked into a jail place. And I'm walking, and I'm like, okay, don't make any contact. And I find this corner of the room where there's no people. And I'm like, awesome. And I'm just kind of looking down into that corner of the room. And I notice uh, that I saw the darkest brother I've ever seen in my life. And it's like a dark corner of the room. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's no people there. And I'm looking. Then all of a sudden, I see these huge eyes just staring at me. And I'm like, well, that's going to be the guy that kills me. <laughs> but... And then God just, uh, they told me that there's no way I'm going into Egypt. They already told me that I'm for sure going to be sent back, like 100% for sure. And then I don't, 
even all the guys pretty much like went to the hotel um already and then they told me they're not even gonna send me home and they're like we're gonna send you to germany because you came from germany and i'm like oh, okay perfect i love germany <laughs> and uh then i don't know god did a miracle really and uh they let me go through and i'm like why are you letting me go through he's like oh just go take a picture of cairo okay <laughs> then i got in some weird taxi met the guys in the hotel so very interesting start to the trip and uh well, I was sitting there in the, the surrounded by criminals. I remember the thoughts. <laughs> I had so many thoughts in my head at that point. Kind of, uh, you're sitting there and you're thinking, God, what is this? Like, you know, I was obedient. I did everything the right way. I was obedient to you. It's like, what? <laughs> what is this? Is this like? And it's like you're sitting there and you're like, God, is this a lesson or is this an attack from Satan or is this just? Me doing something by my stupidity, or how did I end up here surrounded by these fantastic people? <laughs> and uh, towards the end of this trip, you realize that it's it's God just teaching you once again to to trust in Him, because you know you see the, I guess you know the guys will say more of what happened there, but it's like at the end you see a result. Maybe we maybe it's not big and vibrant, but you you see God starting to do something, and like Roman said, an open door. For communication, so praise God. I don't know who's next. Um, yeah, this was a very interesting trip. Um, even before, you know, like I'm at work and and I'm telling everyone I'm going to Egypt. They're like, hey, you know, just don't end up on a YouTube video. Uh, you know, we're gonna raise up a fund. You know, just in case we have to ransom, you know, pay a ransom for you, we'll get you back over here. And you know, just kind of. Have, have these kind of interesting thoughts, you know, as I'm going there, but uh, none, none of that really was there, but uh, one of the things that, that was there was uh, just everywhere we went, it was like, it, it seemed like in the beginning especially, it seemed like there was just problem after problem after problem, and there's just, you don't really understand, you know, what, what is going on, you know, we're, we were here, uh, we, we came here because, you know, God, God sent us here, and, and, and we're seeing this, and, and, and it's kind of like, well, what's going on, God, but at the same time, we knew that hey, if this is happening, that means God is with us. That means that some, we, we're here for a reason. And, you know, we went to the garbage city, and it literally smells like a dump. Uh, it, it does not smell good. And so we, we were there, and that, that's where we spent, I would say, most of our time was in the garbage city and uh, up in the cave church talking to Adham and, and just uh, seeing, just kind of, I guess, opened up our eyes so much talking to them. Uh, you know, we saw things that we would never see anywhere else. We, we uh, started to understand more. And uh, just talking to them, realizing that this is a church that uh, was started by St. Mark. You know, Mark and the guy that wrote the Gospel of Mark. He went down to Egypt and he started a church there. And they kind of continued for 1,900 years. Um, not one church, but I mean multiple churches. But this, uh, the, 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 the Coptics, the, the Christians, they never split. Can you imagine, 1,900 years, they never had a split in their whole church. Um, and, and it is just amazing as you, as you talk to them and, and you realize that they stand on the Word of God and, and they stand on the Bible, they stand on principles that we believe in and that we hold to. And, and, and you see that it never changes. You know, the Word of God, it's been, uh, it's been the same and God has never changed. And you see that this is something that continues and that it, it will never change. You, you have the Word of God. As long as you hold to the Word of God, you will have... Uh, you know, you will have the power of God. And we saw the power of God on their services. You know, they had, 
you know, uh, at the end of their service, they had demons getting cast out, and they have prayers for sick people, and sick people are getting healed. And you're like, man, this is, a, a, you know, kind of a boring service. We're not used to it. It's not like our service. We went to another church. Uh, there's no Muslims there because at this church, there's Muslims getting prayed for. There's Muslims getting healed and demons literally getting cast out of them. And we're like, man, this is, this is intense. We, I, we didn't expect it. And, and you see the power of God. Why? Because they, they stand on the word of God. They stand, uh, they're united on the word of God. And it's just something just so powerful. And I mean, there, there's so much more that we just, it's, it's hard to kind of describe it all with words, but um, it was an, an amazing experience. So who's next? Hi. Glad to be alive. Honestly, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, we spent a night crying together, me and Tanya, because I was like, Tanya, um, you know, like the ISIS thing happened, and this is one of those one of those mission trips that you're not sure what's going to happen, and and it's it seems like every mission trip you go on, you get more intense, more risky, more. It costs you something, you know. Every time you step out there to to. To, to trust God and to, to follow God. It's always going to cost you something. But uh, but in it all, you, you know you're doing the right thing, and it feels just amazing to be there and to, to wake up in the morning and to pray with your, you know, your brothers and, and say, God, just lead us this day. Help us be at the right place at the right time, meet the right people. And, and that's what God, you know, that's what we got to see every day. We had all kinds of different plans and ideas for what and what we're going to do, and those things changed all the time, and we always ended up coming to the cave church and asking Adham more questions about the history of the church, about how they raise kids, about how do they uh, get married, how do they uh, deal with uh, with uh, rebellion, everything. So we got, we got uh, tons of history, tons of uh, uh, just confirmations that what we understand and how we understand the bible is is uh is is unique and and it's right and and in the western culture in the western world where everything is becoming easy and and prosperous and it's all you know humanistic type of attitude of is as long as it's good for you as long as it's good for you you should be a christian because it's good for you because you're going to feel better you're you got a a reward you're you know you're going to get out of hell and and you're going to do this and that's why you're a christian well not really you're a christian because you come to god's word and you understand his decree over your life you understand his order his 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 call on you and his command for you to repent and follow him um and everything else if it happens or it doesn't happen it's not up to you to decide it's up to god and and as he sees fit and you you meet people like that over there and you're like wow man there's we're not crazy wow this is (laughs) you know uh there's other christians that aren't just building their earthly lives but that have their head up in in heaven and and are streaming to be up there and, and go that direction and and you ask them about persecution and and they go yeah okay well we're pretty used to persecution. It's a normal thing here. I mean, we've been living with Muslims forever. It's kind of a typical day in, in the Christian life here, you know. Uh, what's the big idea? And we're like, oh, well, <laughs> we thought it was kind of scary. And, 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 and they're, you know, they're, they, uh, they, uh, 
adapt to that and and they adapt to the smell of garbage and and to them to sort garbage is like a normal normal job same as going into the working as a truck driver or or uh, or a school teacher or it's just what they do they 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 get it done they get a paycheck at the end of the end of the day and then they live their their normal lives they go to church they love god they evangelize they they uh they uh cast out demons which is pretty bizarre i uh we went to their mass, and their mass is nothing like ours. It's, uh, it's and they didn't have a translation at this mass, and so it's you know, and we're getting jet lagged, and and it's like oh man, like wow, this is okay, and and at the end of the service, there's a whole section of Muslims, and there's probably around fifteen hundred people to two thousand people in this smaller cave church, and at the end all these muslims get into a, a formid, formed kind of group or line and they all start coming up to the priests for healing prayers and 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 demonic possession uh, uh prayers and and um and we we asked adham explained it he's like well in the quran there's no addression to to demon possession so they have nothing they have no way to deal with that kind of issue with their life so if they become demonically possessed they have to go to the Christian church for help, <laughs> and the crazy thing is the 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 the, the Muslims invented a, a you know a cool clever little thing that hey yes if you do get demonically possessed now you can go to the Christian church and get freed but then you have to make sure you come back to the Islamic faith you know it's like okay yeah I'm gonna go there I'm gonna get freed and then I'm gonna go home I'm gonna go back to my religion that couldn't help me that makes total sense yeah <laughs> so. They get a lot of they get a lot of uh, they get a lot of people that convert from Islam into Christianity. Um, traffic is crazy, uh, it's dirty, it's messy, but uh, it's it's interesting how you can adapt to that and 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 you know we're we uh, everything is organized, everything is perfect, but but man, we spend so much time on on things that that maybe we shouldn't care that much about. That's another just reality that, that, that hit me is, is uh, everything has to be so perfect and nice and neat. And every single car out on that street had a ding, a, a paint job, a, a bumper, a something was wrong with every, it. seems like everybody was driving and just like, like, like a herd of cattle or a school of fish, you know, everybody just reacts to everybody. And there's, the lanes mean nothing. There's no stoplights. There's, everybody's honking their horns at night. You have to turn off your lights. You just got to feel it because if you turn on your lights, people are mad because you're blinding them and you're, you're the bad guy. And so you drive with no lights on at night. You just honk your horn and you watch people like dart in front of your car left and right. And especially the, the women that are dressed all in black, you can't really see them except for like, like whoa. It's, it's, it's crazy. But we didn't hit anybody. We never got in a car accident. We, we didn't even see a car accident really the whole time we were there. And, uh, and it, it works. They somehow it works, and um, we uh, we uh, decided we got talked into riding horses, and that was great. My horse decided to fight Dennis's horse, and it fucked me off. <laughs> yeah, so I got to be a real cowboy in Egypt, and uh, so yeah, we had we had from jail sentences to to 
crazy uh, animal experiences to the police officer was going to arrest and take away Dima's license and 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 the hotel had tons of security and everything was crazy but at the same time it was it was amazing and and God's hands was there and and uh, we all received something in our hearts and our spirit and we're all excited to just have that confirmation that that uh, God is with us and 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 that's the biggest thing uh just uh, gonna say a couple of words uh three things we all went to egypt uh with just with question marks because we just knew we have to go we had to go and what next we don't know uh we had one contact through uh <coughs> natasha uh she had a friend or friend of of the friend uh that uh she lives there she married uh egyptian guy and she live uh she've been living there for six or seven years i think right and when when uh we met her and she was like did you rent the car we said yes it's like this is the first, uh, you know, first people that I met uh, that came to our country from other country that they rented car. I was like, how how, how could we drive taxi? Taxi, you can't, you will not survive. And then when we, we when we uh, start driving, and especially it was in uh, late, like yeah, not like late evening. I came. I came to uh, 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 to the hotel wet, like like my back, my everything was wet. Not because I did something wrong, but because you're sweating. I mean, I I didn't. I wasn't expecting surviving that that first first evening because what Andre said yes, but I think if American would go there, they would probably had a heart attack like first 10 minutes because there is no rules on the road and the Cairo is uh, Cairo is uh, a 10 million population and with uh, uh, suburbans uh, 19 almost 20 million population the biggest city in Africa and we we saw only one traffic light in that city can you can you imagine one traffic light and there's i mean I can describe that uh, that uh, streets and driving like 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 super organized chaos because there is a donkey, there is a motorcycle with a huge pile of uh, of uh, garlic, and there is like uh, there is people on the freeway just crossing the streets, and then everybody is turned, and then and then you see somebody is is driving. Um, uh, uh, oncoming direction, so basically towards you, and you know for sure that this this kind of road goes that way, and you're like, oh, what should we do? Really, what should we do? Pray, of course. That's what that's what we did, and uh, we survived. Six people in a Chevy Aveo. Have you? Can you imagine? It's it's a small car, and uh, God blessed us. Yes, really. Uh, 
there's always uh, there's always adventure in in God's uh, in God's uh, trips. Yeah, God's always adventure, good, nice adventure. But uh, three things that <coughs> uh, that happened to us, uh, or three answers that I got from God. First of all, when we when we questioned them, uh, questioned that Adam. It's a young guy, actually, um, who is serve, servant at that at that church, right? He is just a servant there. Uh, tour, yeah, tour guy, tour guide, and uh, he knows so much about his church. He knows about, I mean, so much about his faith, and he is real, real, uh, genuine Christian. And when we ask questions that 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 uh, uh, you know we want we want we wanted to know the answers the most, his answer he his answers match matched our belief like hundred percent like every values that that they have that's what God gave us here at at this youth, and I was surprised I was like yes we. We went all the way there just to hear that God's God giving the same standards to absolutely different church that we, we didn't know we, we, we and especially after you know after that uh, uh, service where yeah that service was not as ours it was a choir there was two guys who were singing uh, uh, like verses for forty minutes. In, in you know forty minutes, and then choir was singing for forty minutes, and then the priest was uh, preaching uh, about forty thirty thirty forty minutes uh, uh, had the sermon, and he was dressed of course very unusual with uh, with uh, you know uh, like a helmet with the stars and everything. But like uh, like uh, like my brother said, when everything is finished and they start praying, we, we, we saw a result. And I know that we're going to see that result here too, for sure. Because we are on the right path. We're honoring God here. And we're trying. We're trying to honor God here. So basically the first, uh, first and uh, it was the confirmation. One thing was the confirmation. The second thing was that we brought a revelation to that guy. He said, you're the first group of, of Western uh, uh, visitors that I feel you, you have God, you have God in, in you, right? And uh, so he, uh, uh, and <clears throat> we're communicating through emails uh, with him, and he write, and I said, thank you for being that person that God appointed, you know, or, or it, uh, it could be uh, connected us with. So it was that uh, that asubinevstrecha, the supernatural meeting or or divine appointment with with you or you were that that uh, that angel from God. And he said, you know what? No, you 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 were a special people for, uh, sent from God to me to change my life and I was like wow that's the second thing and the third thing that we might really we might have a 
uh, uh, future with uh, with with uh, 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 with this church. So we have some steps we need to do, and we see what God God will open some doors, and and we believe God. When God opens doors, opens doors, then it's something outrageous, something crazy, something supernatural will will take place, where all of us can can find a place to you know to to play a role in God's will. So I have much more to to share, but uh, here's Remilushka, brother. Uh, and he's going to share the word. Shukran. That's all I learned. The only word I remembered. But, which means thank you. But it doesn't matter, right? You guys don't know anyway what that means. So I could say whatever. Uh, There's a lot of interesting things. And like one of the first ones was we're going from Frankfurt, where there's a lot of Turkish, pe- Turkish people, to, to Egypt and going back. And and the flight attendants would come up to me, and they would they would like ashwa ashwa. I was like, no, no, I'm you know English only, and and they were like, oh, okay. You know, it's interesting to hear it from like super blonde uh, Germans, you know, that that start speaking to you in Arabic on an airplane from Cairo to Frankfurt to an American guy, right? To so, but about that Chevy car, I'll tell you this. Whenever we sat in the back, like, there would be one person with their foot asleep when they would be getting out, okay? So, or two guys, you know, it depends how we were, like, how we would arrange. It was like, okay, who sits to the front? Okay, I'll sit to the front this time. Okay, you sit to the back. Okay, and we just, like, do the checker thing, you know? But, but, but what was crazy is that I, I know some friends that get a kid and they buy a minivan here in the U.S. And it was like four adult guys, I mean, it's four adult guys in the back. And I don't even want to tell you, I've seen a Chevy with eight kids in the back. <laughs> like, eight kids in the back. It was just, all of them were standing. One guy was, like, up where the speakers are, right under the, uh, you know, the glass, the window glass in the back, probably tanning or something. I don't know. It was just, like, maybe he was cold and, you know, I don't know. But anyway, it was, uh, it was crazy. Totally different than here. Something else that I kind of noticed, I, I just tell you just certain things that I remember. Like when we are getting the car, we are getting that Chevy car, and there are dents. I mean, the paint is peeling. Every single piece of the car was painted, right? You can see it even if you don't know what a painted piece of a car looks like. You can see it was painted because like, you just can't see it. There are big dents like this, and, and, and then we walk around, and the guy's just marking the whole car on the sheet, and then he goes, oh, wait, wait. I, go, I was like, what? You see this crack on the taillight? I was like, yeah, that's important. <laughs> and then I was, like, I was like, that's right, that makes sense, because the labor is super cheap. You can repaint the whole car, but, you know, you, you have to import a taillight. So and I was like, it, it was like starting back then, and it was like we start to, you know, to understand totally different people and I learned another way to, you know, get money out of people. It's like you ask them, are you happy? They say, yes. Did I make you happy? Yes. Give me a tip. <laughs> I haven't learned that one. You didn't know that one before, so I'm going to say, guys, if I ask you for a tip, you know where I learned it. But um, So 
about the service real quick, like, I want to say it was interesting. We get, we got right, like, we are sitting there. I mean, Roman said that he had a hard time understanding in the beginning. We had a hard time understanding the whole trip, right? <laughs> we didn't, it's like, we go, we try to find directions where, yeah, man, man, se man, der se man, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> Repeating what is, you know, just, just like, just get us there. And um, we, we went there, so we got there, and it's like, there's this group of Muslim people that came there an hour before the service, probably, because they were all there before we even got there, because before anybody else got there. And these guys start, you know, showing off their voices or what, you know, they're like singing hymn one after another, they're taking turns, and they don't grow weary at all doing that, I mean, it's like, seriously... Yeah, I mean, we don't understand anything, right? And then I hear this, like, like, I was like, man, that's somebody praying in tongues, right? I was like, no, they don't do tongues here. That must be Arabic. So, so we see this in the group of um, Muslim people. There's, there's one of the girls, Usher, right? She's like, you know, like fighting a demon-possessed woman, and she's like, and then I'm watching like with one eye, and then they're on the floor. She's fighting her, you know. It's like, like that. That's pretty interesting. You know, we usually don't have that happening here before the service starts. <laughs> but there appear, and that's like nobody. And everybody like some people are yawning, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's just normal thing that happened. Whatever. Another Muslim woman, you know, they're casting out demons out of her. So. It was interesting, and uh, the garbage city itself, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's garbage city, right? You pass the gates of, that, of where the church area is, and it's immediately clean, quiet. It's like you got into a different place, and you just get out of it, and you have these, you know, I have never seen garbage bags that big. <laughs> They're just, I mean, I don't know, probably this, this high and Packed. I mean, they do better job than 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 some of those waste management trucks do here. It's like they comp- I don't know how they compress it, but but they do it pretty good. And you know, I, some of the American cars. I mean, we've seen like a, a Chevrolet, right, pickup truck. It said it said Chevrolet Maid in Japan. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just like. There's some things that you just want to write down. And, and it was like, I don't think the guys at, you know, that, that designed that truck never, ever imagined you can load it up that, that, that high. And it's like, it's going, and it's like scraping, you know, scraping some, um, you know, like two stories high. It's scraping somebody's uh, clothes that they washed and they are trying to air dry it. And it's like... Yeah, it's like you just sit drinking tea and you know on your second story, and you see a, a bunch of garbage just <laughs> driving by. I, I guess you know, very very different than here, very crazy. But you know, uh, when we were talking talking to Adham, uh, we ended up meeting him like four days out of the out of the six seven days over there, right and couple days we're just trying to figure out, you know, like, okay, we made it here. So let's see, like, what do we do next? I mean, how do we get out on those roads again? You know, because I, I, I honestly never saw Dima that stressed out. Like, I, <laughs> he was holding on to the wheel. And I'm like, 
Dima, I was giving him directions. I was like, Dima, we need to go straight here, but it's not like a straight straight. You turn right, and then right away you have to make a U-turn, and then you turn right again because there's just no, <laughs> no going straight. And I was like, but you can really see the whole road, but there's like a, board, like a separation thing in the middle. You have to turn right, make a U-turn, and then turn right. You know, I, I, I like almost wanted to start doing that here because I kind of liked it. You know, it just, um, but, you know, we, we got, it's like we were like, how do we drive? I mean, how, how, what, and the next thing is like, what are we going to eat? We get to the hotel, it's like super security you know, right next to uh, some a government agency that has a whole bunch of people with guns, and you know, and it's, it's like they're securing that whole thing. There's no parking allowed anywhere around, and and it's like we we got like I don't know, 55 percent off of that thing, and it's like what's going on here? <laughs> it's like, and um, and we talked to Ed him, and then you know, somewhere there he says, "I want to tell you something, God, uh, but I want to pray." And then, you know, he says this to us the next day. And I start feeling in the, like in that story with Esther. You know, she, told, she tells the king, well, come tomorrow again. You'll have the feast and everything else. You'll eat, and then I'll tell you. And so, anyway, the last day he, he told us that he wants us to contact a guy here in the U.S., uh, which we emailed, like, right away. And he just responded a few hours ago. And I saw his response. And... And and it all feels like like a you know like secret agent like you know you have to meet this guy and then I'll tell you what I want to tell you and it's like you know it's it's interesting but you know I I certain some things were kind of weird because when we were going into Egypt I was like one of us is not going to make it through you know the border control and I was like I was thinking maybe that's me and I was like why me I mean it's, but you know whatever. And then, you know, it's like Noah is stuck there. And I was like, I was like, that's weird because we're two darker guys in this country where there are darker guys. And, you know, it's like we should have made it through just fine. And like one of these guys should be held up or something like that. But I guess no luck. So but anyway, so there's a lot. You, you know, I can I can tell you a lot about it. But something that I want to share um, I was thinking about when we were reading Joshua 21, chapter 21, uh, in the last few verses, it says, verse thir- uh, 43, it says, So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which, of which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. So, like, I was, I was thinking, like, we just run through maybe 10 chapters, 10, 12 chapters before that. And you see crazy things that Israelites do. Like, I mean, just insane, right? They go, I mean, they got tricked. By by Gibeonites, right? That's how you pronounce it, and um, and then all those kings, you know, like there's like a few kings that gather together, the big guys, and and then then they're like getting every single key king on the road that they can meet, pretty much in the whole area, and they join forces to go out against Joshua and the whole Israelite, 
And it's because those guys made a covenant with them. And then these guys are, I mean, they're actually going against uh, Gibeonites. And so those guys that are now, they're slaves that, you know, I was like, man, that's a good opportunity to let them be killed, right? So, but, you know, they come, they said, Joshua, hey, we're your slaves now. Please go help us out. And God says, go, Joshua, don't be afraid. I'm going to give them into your hand. Like massive, probably massive army. I mean, think about how many kings. I, I lost count. I think there was like 11, maybe I'm wrong. But there's a lot of kings <laughs> against king, uh, I mean, against Israelites, right? And they, they conquered them all. And, and that it's just like they went through the whole thing. They took out, took the whole land for it's seven years. That's what it looks like from 1406 B.C. to 1399 B.C. I, I remember that because I just looked it up recently. So. <laughs> but just massive amounts of, of land. And, and they, they did things that that, that could not be done before. It says, you know, when Joshua said that, you know, when he, he told, he commanded the sun and the moon to stand, right, the whole earth to freeze, the whole, maybe probably the whole universe to freeze so that everything is in, it is in its place because, you know, for a second, something is lagging and then our whole universe will destroy itself, right? And here probably the whole universe just, just froze or the galaxy. And, and it says that there was not a day when God, God heeded the voice of man so much, right? And then you're thinking, how, how could all that be possible, right? Deuteronomy says, it says, how can one cast a thousand and two cast ten thousand if, if, if the rock will not give their, their enemies into their hands, right? It's like, how can, the, how can that be? And I, I, you know, it's good to read about it, but I was like, how is that applying to our lives? And I started thinking, there are, in our lives, we have dreams, right? We have, uh, we have a plan to get married. We have a plan to build a career, to maybe have a ministry, have kids, and I don't know, you know, whatever, right? There are so many things that we're planning to get a house and, and then go there and go here and do that. But none of those things can be done unless God will give that up to us. I mean, it's a mountain that's too big for us to scale. It, it's somebody that, it's something that God needs to give up into our hands. I mean, we will be, we'll be, po- I mean, it will be useless if we will be trying to do something without God. In the end, it will bite us. And then an example of that is in 1 Samuel. I love that. First Samuel 15, 26 to 29. I love those, those verses. It's sad, but that's when Saul I mean, he didn't listen, didn't obey God. And it said, but Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you for you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul seized the edge of his robe and it tore. So Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the strength of Israel will not lie or, or nor relent, for he's not a man that he should relent. And, and I started thinking, I mean, God is not going to change. I, 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 I know there was a time in my life when I was thinking that God will adjust to, to, to the type of life I want to live. And he will adjust, adjust to, to what I want to do in my life, to my plans, to my desires. But God's not going to do that. It's, it's just, I mean, I mean, he doesn't. It's like 
to, you know, like I know I have kids, right? So, you know, when, when my kids expect for me to change, to adapt to them, I mean, there are certain things that I will do, of course, right? And especially when they're little, like waking up and stuff like that. Yes. But, but I mean, there will be things if they, if they expect me to adapt to them, I, I mean, it's gonna, actually going to be my agenda not to adapt. I mean, just, just because that's not the way it works. And to God, I mean, that's such a bigger difference when we think about God. When God thinks, I mean, if he, for him, I mean, he needs to, it's, it's not, I can't say it's an effort, but it's something extraordinary that God even regards us as existing, right? You know, as existent. Because we're so small. If we would be, I mean, do you guys, there's millions of specks of dust here on the floor, right? Do you even think of that? And that's how, that's how we are to God, really. I mean, that, that's just reality. But he decides to go through that floor and actually find each one of those and, and actually make something out of it. And, I mean, God is not going to change to what we want. But one thing that I want to notice here, in, I mean, in both of those passages, right? It says, you have rejected the word of the Lord. And then, and then um, in Joshua, it says, The Lord, um, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. I mean, the, the same, same thing, a word, right? God speaks something. He spoke something to Saul that chose not to, you know, he chose to reject the word. And he spoke something to Israelites that by mercy of, you know, uh, God and Moses interceding for them and then Joshua and and all the other people, and just God's grace and mercy that, that they actually did, did not reject the word because they tried multiple times, right? But it's, but it's like these guys, they, they, they accepted the word, right? And God had made every single word come to true, come to pass. It says, all came to pass. It says, not a word failed. Can you imagine, like, I, I can't imagine what kind of power that takes if every single word I say would come to pass. It's like... It would be amazing. I mean, it's like, I mean, ultimate power. I mean, it's all, it's just you say it and it happens. And you don't, I mean, it's like, it will just happen. And, and, then, and then you have Saul that, that just rejected what God told him. And, and, and we know his end, right? When we see that Israelites, they have taken over everything that God told them to take. And when you, when you think about it, when they were going through, he said, don't attack uh, Edomites, and, and there was a few other nations. He said, I gave that to them, right? Don't touch that area. And, and in our lives, I think, I mean, to them it was perfect. Hey, let's go, you know, let's, let's go just, you know, get rid of the Edomites so we just can pass through and we can get some spoil. And they could probably, they could probably could do it if, they, if God told them don't do it, right? So in our lives, there will be things like that as well, where we see something makes perfect sense. Let's just do it. It will actually give us, you know, we'll get something out of it, and it will be a straight path to go through. But then it doesn't, I mean, God doesn't want you to have it. God doesn't want you to do it. There will be, I mean, there will be things that we will have to do that we don't want to do, right? It, uh, Jesus told to Peter, I think Jesus told to Peter, right? He said that there will be time when you will go where you don't want to go. You were like you were a baby. You could go anywhere you wanted to go, and you could do anything you wanted to do. But time is coming. You're going out, growing up, and they will tie your hands and they will lead you where you you don't want to go. And and I mean, same in our life. I I think, you know, I think that um, 
you look at, at the people that we've seen in Egypt, and, and, and you think like, like Adam, right? I was thinking about that guy. He was born in a garbage city, raised in a garbage city. And, I mean, he, all he saw around him was garbage, like literally like garbage all around you. Um, I mean, I, I think I would probably, I, I mean, I, I might be, a, I don't know, like, I know what my reaction would be. I know a lot of, a lot of people in America would be offended. Even unbelievers would be offended at God. Even atheists would start, you know, believing that God exists just so that they could be offended at him for doing that to them. But, you know, it's like, it's like, what, what, what do we stand on? I mean, what are we pursuing, really? That's, that's my question. And you see people there in, in Egypt, and like, I understand. Like, we're, you know, we tried to bless Adam a couple of times. He didn't take money. Right? It, it shows a lot, especially in that world where everybody is like, give me tip. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a lot. You try to give guy, a, and Andre was like very persuasive. You know, he was like, no, 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 take it. I want to bless you, you know. I was like, and the anatom is smaller than Andre. So I was like, you know, I was like, no, I want to bless you. And I was like, no, no. And that's, like, wh- I mean, that takes something inside of you, right? You, not, not like just a character or pride or something, but it's something where he did it with humility. And you understand that and he's not chasing after money. He, and, and he's not chasing after things. And I'm pretty sure that and he speaks really good English. I'm pretty sure he could be somewhere else doing something better than, you know, taking people through the church. And, I, I mean, I think he does much more in there than, than he says. I mean, he says that he's just a tour guide and he's just working there. But for some reason, everybody is, like, calling, at him, at him, at him, at him. Like, probably the guy is responsible for more, right? And um, So... My my question is like, I don't want to like I don't want to talk a lot about this, but in John eight twenty eight twenty nine, Jesus said, "And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him." And if you remember going through Joshua and through um, and through the first, and through the like Exodus, I think. Moses said, and Joshua said, like, if you don't go with us, don't even take us into that land. Like, don't even, we don't want to do anything. Like, really, we don't want to do anything. And, and that's my question. Are you guys there? And that's my question to me. Am I there? Like, do I really, like, am I really ready to tell God, God, don't even bless me if you're not taking me there. Like, don't even give me more money. Don't give me a house. Don't, don't give me a wife, a husband, uh, a, a career, uh, I don't know, whatever. But don't even give me that land or, or something valuable unless, unless you come with me. And, and Jesus said, you know, he who sent me is with me, right? And, and it's like that was, to him, that was the biggest thing, that he was with him. And, and to Josh, I mean, like when you go to war where you really realize you're going to war, you really want God to be with you. You want somebody strong to be with you. And that's something that I wanted us to think about today, and I, I want us to, I want us to pray right now, and just this. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to stand up. We can get the lights off. I want to. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, turning our life around. Let's close all of our eyes. Turning, turning our our lives around is not. Doesn't have to be some crazy moment where you barely 
survive some accident and then you're hospital and you, everything's broken and it's a miracle you know and you you're you're alive right it's it's not that what changes what what changes that it's not that what helps us to make different decisions to make different take different directions in our life it sometimes it's 5 minutes with god sometimes it's 1 minute it's just one touch from him that's what can that's what can direct us to a different place it's one word that we need to hear from him